Good morning and um, good afternoon, good evening, whereabouts, wherever you are on this planet. <clears throat> there you go. Um, I'm down there in the bottom left-hand corner. That's me. Yeah. But me is <coughs> Julia, my host, and our guest is up the very top. Of course, she's up the very top because she's from the Northern Hemisphere. Um, <laughs> and um, I have to say, uh, Julia's actually um, brought um, Elena on site. And I have to say, anyone who's interested in a really phenomenal discussion, then please get onto the Facebook sites where it's streaming and send your um, little questions as we progress through this conversation. So 10 o'clock Queensland, 11 o'clock in New South Wales, Victoria, 1 o'clock in New Zealand. It's midnight in the UK and Ireland. Saturday in the afternoon, it's 4 o'clock Los Angeles, 6 o'clock in St. Louis. And, um, well, let's stay tuned and... Um, stick with um, Julia asking the next appropriate question. Hello everyone, welcome Elena, welcome Thank to you. the show. Thank okay. you. So, Elena. Great. I'd just like to introduce to our audience Elena and I'm actually just going to read an excerpt from her book um, and which is probably the fastest way. So Elena was born in Marseille, France, La France, now lives on the west coast of Ireland she is an archaeologist and spent eight years in wor working in Egypt as an archaeologist, which is very exciting because a lot of people in um, Australia and um, overseas have been to the pyramids. And probably will we'll have questions about that. Elena is also a druidess, druidess, a shaman and a healer, as well as an artist and a musician. Although she's always had, although she's always had awareness of her psychic abilities. She also um, is very scientific. In fact, she worked as an engineer for many years for the French Institute of Science, CNRS. So she's very grounded. So welcome, Elena. Thank um, you, Julia. Yeah, so maybe start off. Carry on, Elena. Uh, looks like um, Julia's internet connection there. Just dropped out. So um, she's going to probably ask you, um, there she is, starting from, um, where are you going to start from when she's nine years old, Julia? Okay. Jeff, can you hear anything? Yeah, yeah, you're back on. Love. You just, you know, but you're back in. So we carried on the conversation. So did you want to start with Elena starting at nine years old or would you like to start from her work in archaeology? I think we'll start with the archaeology and the engineering before we go through to the um, nine-year-old, three-year-old, nine-year-old stories. Okay, very good. Okay. Ask away. So, um, okay. Uh, so, hi, hi everyone. So, um, yes, I'm um, I'm an archaeologist, and I've been um, working in archaeology in many sites in in the south of France, but as well eight years in Egypt. And uh, I was working for the French government and the Egyptian government on many different sites, such as Karnak uh, in Luxor, the Valley of the Kings, and uh, Cairo as well, the Giza Plateau, um, Dendera Temple, um, and a few other little places. And it's been quite fascinating. So um, this is my background. and. I have been um, many, a big part of my life uh, <clears throat> as an engineer and working with scientists 
uh, formatted to think rationally and stick to the facts. So what has happened in my life um, since childhood, I had totally put it aside and uh, denied it uh, a bit. And it was quite difficult to, to deny such powerful events. But um, it's just only recently, uh, two years ago, that I decided to finally admit and embrace it and go through hypnosis. And uh, that's the story. Yeah, that's an amazing story, sort of. So, um, I was just frozen again. Hey, um, obviously the internet connection on a Sunday morning is not all that wonderful <laughs> on the other side of Brisbane. Um, oh, she's back. There you go, Julie. Yeah, Jules, you there? Okay, so um, you got into archaeology, you went into Cairo. Um, fantastic place, I have to say. I've done that journey myself. And uh, whilst I felt the need to go to the Valley of the Kings, yeah, my area was um, around um, Abyssia Pyramid Complex as well as the Giza Plateau. So um, there's some really interesting... Um, involvement there with the Orions as well as um, the Syrians. There's a lot of cultural significance there, isn't it? So I take it the hypnosis unlocked a few of those things, yeah? Yes, the, the hypnosis um, was to get back the missing pieces of my memory uh, regarding to my abduction and my extraterrestrial contacts that I had all my life, in fact. Um, it started very young and I had memories I uh, remembered a lot but not all and um, arrive at a certain age I decided that I needed to retrieve the missing pieces of my myself and um, hypnosis is uh, quantum hypnosis actually uh, really is a wonderful tool and um, at that moment all all the pieces were put together and um, my connection with my protectors um, and the extraterrestrials uh, who had rescued me uh, really re-strengthened and uh, since that time um, since two years ago now I have been able to uh, be in contact with them daily and um, so a book came from it where I, I have been explaining all my story and the knowledge they gave me. Okay, so a lot of people listening right now would uh, hasn't really put the um, whole correlation of your time sequence here. So we've actually started with the archaeology to, to give people an understanding that I'll just normally it's really on there. So um, generally speaking, um, Julia was just sitting about to establish that you're a really grounded person. And I think, and the fact your left brain and your right brain, you're integrated. And she wanted to establish to those people who are watching or listening that um, when you've got someone of your substance who can then proceed to go through hypnotherapy or hypnosis and start digging out stuff that's been suppressed and bringing it to the light, then things happen. And it's always been talked about in various communities, but it's always been hushed hushed and put down 
and ridiculed and yet all of a sudden after 60 years or so there's been these new shows that have been revealing um project blue book and the ci um involvement with hypnosis pre-programming people making them suggest things uh, remote viewing and they've been doing it for such a long time and then but telling the rest of the australian or rest of the world population no you're an idiot and so all of a sudden people have been using the intuition and feelings on that stuff and being ridiculed and now coming to the surface and realizing hey, we do have this knowledge we do have these um memories so i think that's where um julie was trying to take the show to just give the establishment that if you're listening and watching the show you're not alone elaine has done this and she's revealing something so is it now time because julia's now back on is it now time to go back to when you're nine years old and when this whole story started i think that's now we've got that point is that where should we start julie now yeah that'd be great jeff thanks yeah. so Elena, let's start at the nine-year-old story because there'll be a lot of people and myself included you know who had visits you know people standing in the doorway and thinking oh my god what's going on here so start the off you go <laughs> yes um so that's something that i've kept secret a long time um in my life because it's it the few memories i had were very traumatic um so when i was i was nine years old i was um i witnessed a ufo hovering above the house with my grandmother and my sister, my younger sister, I was nine. And uh, it was absolutely magnificent. Uh, UFOs are always fascinating thing to see, but it wasn't, it wasn't just a light in the sky. It was a real spaceship. We could see all the shape, a very elegant flying saucer shape, um, bright, glowing bright orange, metallic with a bump above and a slight bump under a very elegant shape um it approached the house it was very big and uh it was glowing or orange and we were like mes we were mes mesmerized and uh, never in my life I, I had seen such a thing of course nobody has a uh, very few people and uh, so it suddenly changed color and um it went from bright orange to to it starts to 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 get clearer and uh yellow and white and my grandmother said um oh it's changing color it's gonna go um i i i thought how how does she know that what is it and she said to me oh that may be uh, that's probably um a ship from another another planet and what there are people on other planets and uh, she she seemed to know something and I, I I learned afterwards that she had been abducted when she was younger, so she knew about these things. So the ship changed color, and as it went like white, very white, it just shot off in the sky in a zigzag, like like this, that 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 fast, and disappeared. And it was like very shocking. And that night. Uh, I was abducted in my bedroom by uh, small gray aliens. Uh, that uh, that episode I remembered it on um, through hypnosis, but at the time, what rem what I remembered is that all my life I remembered that the following day I woke up 
in my bed, naked. I didn't have my nightgown. Um, I was bleeding in between my legs. And I had markings on my, my wrists. So uh, they called the doctor and I was hospitalized for two months. They didn't know where the bleedings came from. I had tremendous headaches. They couldn't find anything about it. Um, and everything is written on my uh, health notebook. So I have all the evidence and the dates and everything. Um, what had happened at night that I had um, remember a remembrance uh, through hypnosis then is that I was abducted. There was this beam of blue light uh, that beamed into the bedroom and um, gray, small gray aliens appeared and they took me, there were three, they took me up uh, on board their ship. And the thing is, uh, as as soon as I was in the blue light, the blue light beamed on me. I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I couldn't shout. This light is quite paralyzing. Uh, and it's at the same time a bit not really light. It's like a bit solid or it has a substance. And you're lifted in it and you pass through walls and roofs. It's like it changes the, 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 the density of the matter you go through. It's very impressive. Um, and then, well, I, 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 the details of this story are very long because a lot happened. But um, uh, I was in the, the ship of the, the Greys, who I learned later were from Zeta Reticuli. These ones were the workers, the biosynthetic life forms. Uh, there were another one, so there were four of them then. They put me on, they laid me on the, on the table, metallic table, they removed my, my gown. It, it was like very mechanic. They were going very fast. And they did miseries to me. They did miseries to me. Um, they, they insert an implant in my head, a tracker in my head. They did some misery in my belly. Um, and there was um, a fifth one that arrived, he was different. He was a little bit taller, um, this gray, and he was a biological uh, life form. He was a real person. Uh, he seemed to be in charge. And at the moment, that in that moment, um, there were shakes, everything started to shake, um, and the ship was attacked by another ship. People beamed on board this one. And there was a lot of smokes. Um, the, the the door of this this room ex exploded, but it's not an explosion as you can imagine. With there's no flames in sp in space. It was just um, uh, dust. And um, two tall men entered the room. They were wearing spacesuit. I couldn't see their faces because they had um, uh, helmets. Helmet. Yeah, they were very tall. And they, they had kind of um, tubular weapons, like a, a thick pen. And they were shooting uh, beams, energy beams to, 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 to the greys. They shot instantly the four uh, synthetic uh, workers. But the biologic one, the captain, um, he was strangled. One of the rescuers, he, he grabbed him and he strangled him. So why did he, didn't he shoot? him straight away. It was because this man, 
was angry because they rescue a lot of children like this, a lot of people, and they're they're really, really, really fed up with this this disgrace. So it was like personal satisfaction to strangle this 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 entity. And so imagine me, I was paralyzed, I was in pain, I I I, I was terrified. Uh, so that scene happening on the top of it, it was like, I don't know how I didn't pass out. Uh, the, the guy who had strangled the, the gray um, seemed to be uh, the leader of these two men. And uh, he untied my wrists and um, he took me in his arm. I was like, I couldn't move. I was like so flat, like... I, I couldn't couldn't react, and all I, I sensed was the the plastic feel of his um, suit, kind of spacesuit, uh, and there was a lot of movement, and I was dizzy, and and smoke and lights, and I understood we we passed into another room, the ship, and we were beamed because there was a big flash of light. And we are beamed on board the ships, the ship of my rescuers. Uh, and then the first thing that came to my, my mind was, oh my God, it's warm. The difference of temperature, it was the air was more better, breathable. Uh, the temperature was better and it was uh, suddenly relaxed. And so, this in this ship, um, there were three men and one woman. One woman, uh, they were all Nordic type alien beings tall, muscular, blonde, uh, big eyes. The um, they laid me down on a, on the couch, and uh, the lady straight away she took was kind of a sponge I couldn't really see from the corner of my eye because I, I, I had my peripheral vision, but I couldn't really move. Um, so she cleansed me. She she cleansed the blood on my on my legs. And uh, I don't know what what she did to, to my, my 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 belly, but the, the bleeding stopped. She 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 took care of that. Um, and then when, once I was clean, the man who had rescued me removed his spacesuit. He removed the top, his jacket, and he put his jacket on me, and that I wasn't naked anymore, and I was warm, and it was so warm. And uh, the lady tried to um, to remove the tracker I had in my head. She couldn't, and so they retuned it to the frequ their frequencies. So that is why, since that time, I'm able to communicate with them. Um, and um, they took care of me. They they were very nice. They brought me home, and um, my memory was um, erased because it was too traumatic to remember. But during my life, my teenagehood, more or less, when I was more able to understand things, they my rescuers uh, took contact with me again many times and many times I was I don't call that abducted I call that invited on their ship again and they they they, 
told me a lot of things and uh, they were very friendly. Um, the lady appeared in my bedroom one night as well. She beamed. Uh, it, it, they show me a map of the stars with other, um, where all, all, many other civilizations live. Um, well, they, they show me how was, or the ship was working. People, when I, I talk about that, people are very interested. Um, my, my friend, my rescuer, he, he showed me how to pilot the ship and he explained to me a lot about the, the, the navigation and this, these technologies. And because he's a pilot, so uh, uh, that was nice. Um, so they, I lost contact with them at a time. They, they, they said to me that they need to go somewhere else to uh, on a duty, on a mission. And uh, they came back in my life. Well, they left, I was 30 and they came back um, uh, in 2018. Um, it was unexpected. Um, I I was I I live on the west coast of Ireland and on the shore of the, the, the ocean. And one night I had this feeling I need to go out. I wanted to look at the sky. It was a very clear night. And I saw two UFOs hovering above the harbor, above the ocean on the coast. And they were making themselves visible to me, like dancing, like making figures together and once they were really sure I, I was watching them they went phew, south they shot phew, and at a tremendous uh, speed that night I I learned that the following morning in the newspapers that night is known in Ireland as the Shannon incident the Shannon incident you can google it the Shannon incident S-H-A-N-N-O-N. So it's the name of the airport closer uh, to where I live. So these UFOs were uh, seen by planes, two planes, two different planes, commercial planes, and there are conversations um, between the pilots, the pilots of the planes and the control towers of the Shannon Airport. And this has been recorded and you can find the, the recording on YouTube and it's, it's absolutely amazing. Excuse me. And this night, so the thing is that they they took me on board the ship again, and it was very um, very cheerful. Very, it was like being together again after all these years, and there was a lot of hugs and laughter and um, a lot of emotion and. Um, there were more people on board. And uh, I said, why, why, why all these years? And why'd you come back just now? And they say, yeah, but we were busy somewhere else, but now we are back, we are back. And he was so excited, we're back. And I said, yes, great, what, what's going on? And um, they said, we are back because something is going to happen for this, for this planet. And they were so excited. And I went, oh, wow, great. What's going to happen? Um, went, oh, and suddenly, they couldn't speak too much. Um, you see, you'll see, uh, you'll see. Uh, please tell me. And they were excited. So it was something very positive. They were very hopeful for. And they, they came, they were coming back to participate to this thing. 
uh, and um, my 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 friend said to me, "I can only tell you something. Go out, see your friends, socialize, go to the pub, go to listen some music as much as you can, go out, uh, party." Uh, do everything social that you can because I said why he said because in two years in two years time uh, you won't be able to do it what he said yeah something's gonna happen you won't like it but it will be just temporary so I would advise that you enjoy life in the meantime it was in November 2018 two wow. years time later yes and um, so we know <laughs> what it is about um so yeah they told me a lot of things and i met other beings as well um so they allowed me to remember that that moment i remembered everything and the thing is that that night was the start of my spiritual awakening because they switched me off and on they reset me um shortly after i had what i thought was a burnout but it wasn't i just switched off couldn't move everything i believed was just uh thought again it was like reset to zero like you reset a phone or a computer totally reboot um and um and after that took a year and after a year i understood that it was that famous dark night of the soul it was the famous awakening that i was going through they had activated me because i was going to be helpful for what was going to happen i i was let, left without notice just switch off and it was very frightening but and I understood everything. A year later, so it was December 2019, I, um, I went, uh, okay, that's time now. I'm going to do hypnosis and retrieve all the missing parts of myself and go forward, see what happens. And um, that's, that's what I did. Wow, that's such an amazing story and there's so many questions I'd like to ask. Um, Elena, thank you for sharing. I guess the first thing it would be they, they, you know, the ones that rescued you. Um, did they tell you where they're from? Yes. Um, so <clears throat> uh, Thorhan, the captain of the ship, uh, is from the Pleiades, from the uh, star system that we call Taigeta, but they call it Ashara. Um, so that's him. Um, Myra. Myra is the, the lady. She comes from Sirius B system. Um, and um, the, there's another man uh, comes from the Pleiades as well. Uh, and the third man comes, um, Valnecki comes from um, Epsilon Eridani. Epsilon Eridani. All right, so um, you've got a team team of um, rescuers who are obviously cooperating. And um, yes, and in terms of what did you learn? You know, obviously you are not the only person, child, that they were rescuing. What did you learn about you know what 
their team, how long their team had been operating for, why they had to be in operation and what sort of the, the macro story was to your own abduction? Well, they're not alone. They are part, they're not, they are, they are part of um, an organization uh, which is called the Galactic Federation of Worlds. Uh, it, it gathers thousands of races. Um, and uh, so they have an outpost in our solar system and they, they, they work at um, preserving balance that some civilizations in danger uh, are given all the, the environment and the, con the best condition to be able to evolve. That's, we are one of them. The thing is normally they don't intervene in the evolution of a species. But we um, we have been messed up with. Uh, we have parasites. We have been invaded a long time ago, and these these invaders are really toxic and uh, are in in the way of of our evolution. Um, it's the Andromedan Council who uh, drew their attention, the attention of the the Federation on Earth upon Earth, because the Andromedan Council had seen, foreseen that we would go through a lot of trouble uh, in the near future. So uh, the, the Federation, Galactic Federation, so decided to, um, to help us. Um, that's a vast subject, yes, but um, again, can talk about it. But yes, my rescuers are a part of this organization, yes. Well, that certainly gives us hope that um, yeah, there's um, people out there who consider our civilization to be in danger because I think we're getting to that realization ourselves. There's so much, uh, yeah, there's so much that happens behind the scenes. A lot of people are really uh, concerned about all the children that are being abducted, both terrestrially and um, galactically. And you know, you ended up in hospital for two months after that, and this is at the age of nine. What what exactly did you did you think that they were actually trying to achieve when they did abduct you? Uh, I, it was part of the hybridization uh, program. Uh, I was inserted um, um, a matrix to prepare uh, fecundation um, that the matrix needed to to really settle. Um, it was. It's always been um, neutral. I mean, barren. It it was there wasn't anything in it, but it was a reptilian matrix, um, like um, two in fact, two in fact, like empty eggs that needed to be uh, um, fertilized. So that's what oh, they put. So it's like that movie Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Yeah. I mean, I was and, nine when I got. I think I was eight or nine when I saw that, and just that. Oh, that stuff coming out of the belly, God, that was that really freaked me out for the rest of my life. And that actually happened to you? Well, not like this. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> but they, they inserted me these two things, and uh, which wasn't um, detected uh, by my, my rescuers because it was, it was just an empty thing, you know. Um, and uh, the thing, it, it, was, it wasn't really ac active, so it wasn't even worth uh, trying to remove it was too too much trauma my my i need to heal first you know so um the 
probably didn't think it was uh, worth the, the, the trouble. So I kept these empty things all my life uh, until the age of 30. Uh, when um, um, something happened, the, the, the thing went just uh, like out of date. You know? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It it started to just want to 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 go out to 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 just um, I don't know. Um, it starts to manifest um, like twenty years later. Um, I had I was in Egypt at the time working, uh, so it was very frightening because I didn't know what was happening to me. I had this big. Um, bump that was growing in my 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 belly. Uh, it was the size of uh, I'd say um, I would say a mango, the fruit the fruit mango that's that size. Um, and so it went like in two weeks it grew like this. So I was nobody knew uh, what it was. There was no way uh, anybody would touch me in Egypt. I wouldn't let any doctor, Egyptian doctor touch me. It's like, <laughs> if I wanted to die, I would do that. Um, so um, I I came back, I was um, um, took back in emergency by uh, the government back to France to um, a clinic to uh, to get that out. I pass exam and uh, they said, well, it looks like a big cyst full of liquid we don't know what it is but uh we're going to remove that so the the thing is um for some reason when well, i describe all this in my book it's a bit difficult to speak about that but uh the thing reacted just before the surgery the thing reacted and uh, there were some manifestations on my skin um but they get it, they got it out. They got it out. Uh, I could never see it because um, they they kept it for um, study, but I uh, could never see it. And uh, so um, that's the story with it. <laughs> that's the yeah. story. So I'm I'm just really interested, Elena, because I mean, both times, twice when you were one is when you were nine and you know you were bleeding so much you had to be in hospital for two months and then as you say when you're 13 you've got this cyst mango sized sips that's grown in two weeks did you ever sort of get the feeling from the medical uh people who were treating you that you know they that they had an idea of what might really be happening not i don't know not not that i know but who knows maybe maybe there were some who knew uh when i was nine maybe not quite well that was quite disturbing a little girl bleeding that much suddenly you know at nine um i don't remember but i suppose my parent went uh, through um interrogations you know probably um because it wasn't normal so but i don't know i don't know if they knew something or they suspect mm -hmm. something but when i was 30 with this surgery um I know they were disturbed. I know um, they didn't want me to see the thing. And uh, one, the the the, anesthet anest the anesthetic, the the guy who did anest anesthetist, yeah. anesthetician, um, was quite nice. And <clears throat> sorry, he wanted to um, to go through uh, the surgery, be there 
and see it. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. And um, <clears throat> sorry, <coughs> he said afterwards that um, it was big, it was huge, it was filled with a yellow liquid, and um, it was gone for examination. They wanted to analyze it. And when I asked the surgeon uh, later on, can I, so will I be able to see it? He said, oh no, we burned it, we destroyed it straight away. And I knew he was lying. So that's all, all I know. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's such a, such a violation, you know, and, and, you know, obviously as you tell it, you can kind of see why that it's systematic. If the thing needs to gestate for 20 years, then obviously you've got to put it into implant into kids at a young age. And you're saying this is part of some kind of program? Um, yes. And the, the, what, what just for the, those who are not, you know, who are new to this, what, what program is this? When did it start? Who allowed it? As far as you know. As far as I know, um, in, um, in the 40s, 1940s, the Orion Alliance uh, made contact with Earth. Uh, the Orion Alliance is an alliance of um, malevolent, well, of different species of greys, and greys are reptilians, uh, mainly structure, so grey reptilians. They, uh, they discovered Earth, well, they drew their attention to Earth, and uh, so, you know, they, they go by the way, the, the laws of free will, that's something we we are not very aware on Earth. All these aliens of advanced civilization, they have all kind of um, recognition. They have a recognition for a universal law. Whatever culture or species they are, they all, all, re it's really impressive. They all recognize, recognize a common concept, which is free will. This is the, the great, law of evolution, free will. So invading, taking a world and a culture, invading a culture, uh, it means you can invade it by force, but you break this law. And those who make justice in this galaxy, such as the Galactic Federation of Worlds, will be on your back. So if you don't want to do that, you need to go by the great law of free will. Get the inhabitants of the world you want to take to say, okay, yes, come and take us. How do you do that? So, well, they have all the same plan, which works wonders. So they take worlds that are on their own, like ours, who hasn't yet reached the level two of interstellar travel. So we don't know about other worlds. We don't know what's happening even on the moon, you know? So um, they, they, they come and they lie. They say, oh, uh, we are going to give you technology and help you. We are so nice. Uh, we want to help you. But in exchange, uh, you are going to allow us to do our little business, which means abductions, um, mining minerals and stuff like that. So um, to get the, the the people to the locals to to agree the the 
price in exchange must be very yummy. So if they go by, oh, we are giving you, uh, in exchange of abducting people and doing miseries, we're going to give you medical knowledge. Doesn't work. You're going to say, oh, no, 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 you're not going to do that. But then they don't, they, they're going to pick leaders or people in power who have weaknesses for power. And they're going to tell us, tell them, we're going to give you amazing power and war technology, and you'll be going to be the most powerful um, uh, state or country on your planet because we're going to give you so much amazing technology, weapon technology. And they go, yes, take whatever you want. Yes, that's how they do. So they sign agreement. The, the leader agree and he said, okay, you can do abductions in exchange. You can do this, that, that, that. Okay, sign, 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 sign. What happened now in 1954, uh, the, the Orion Alliance um, contacted, um, so I know they contacted the Russians and first uh, Khrushchev at the time, and he, he was very suspicious and he didn't accept first. He accepted later, way later, but first, no. Uh, so they, they went to see the other second uh, superpower, which was the United States, and it was the Eisenhower administrations. And um, they asked to uh, meet Eisenhower. Uh, and so that happened. And Eisenhower, so he, he didn't want to sign with them. He, he, he wasn't really okay for that. Um, in the same time, uh, because of the law of balance and free will, the Galactic Federation saw what was going to happen and they say, oh no, no, we, we, we need to give these people a chance. They will be the ones who will choose of their free will. So we're going to make contact as well. They did. In the same time, the same year, they made contact with the, the Eisenhower administration. Um, and they sent humanoid from the Federation that they didn't look too scary. Uh, and they said, okay, do not sign anything with these ones because they're going to, to fool you and they're very toxic and you go to your loss if you do that. Please do not sign with them. It's a trap. Sign with us. Uh, we give you this choice and we will give you medical science, uh, free energy, a lot of good things for your evolution and we will help you to get on in peace with your neighbors and deactivate all the weapons and uh, be all peace and love and stuff. Um, Eisenhower was more inclined to go with them but then behind his back the MG12, the Majestic 12, signed with the Greys and that was too late. And the agreements were really, really well uh, settled when <clears throat> uh, Eisenhower realized that and he couldn't do anything. He has been fighting a lot to try to get this undone, but for some reason um, he was very disappointed he couldn't. Uh, the CIA, the, the, the MG12 really, really um, never wanted to give him the documents. and. Uh, and that was it. That's how this happened. So the Greys from Orion never gave the, the promised technology. They just gave a little bit 
and um, a few crafts and uh, work away. And so the abduction was signed to for a little bit more than 100 people. I don't remember the number. It was prisoners and people in mental hospitals. That's why uh, you have some undergrounds um, linked to, uh, I, I know it's Los Alamos and uh, some other places. But the thing is, oh yes, and they 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 had uh, the right to uh, dig facilities under the military bases to settle their their businesses. Uh, so the thing is, they not only they didn't give the whole technology they they were promised they promised to give, but as well, they abducted more than uh, agreed, uh, and it's still going on now. And so the thing is. They are super scary. <laughs> they are very um, intimidating, and they have a technology and a power. That, uh, they are in the place, and once in the place, you don't, you can't kick them out. We can't kick them out. We don't have this power. Uh, they, 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 they're so much more powerful. So, okay, well, what, what, what will human do? Try to deal with it and take the good advantage of it. Make deals and take. The, the some part of the business uh, profit from it, you know, so that's what ha what has happened since, um, because people have always been petrified from them. But the Galactic Federation has always kept an eye, and um, you know, try to minimize the 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 the, the, the harm. It's, it's mm. difficult. Yeah. 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 Wow, Elena, that's um that's a big one, and um. Uh, I know some of our viewers have been commenting, Mitch, Angie, David. Um, the reason what you're, you've just been telling me about, and I'm a previous investigator, and, you know, there's hearsay, there's stuff you read about, but there's also stuff you experience. And we differentiate between um, knowing people who've been involved in a certain situation versus he said, she said. And, um, Elena, I know that you have had direct contact with um, with an, an individual that was actually involved in the discussions with uh, President Eisenhower. And this is how I found you because you were actually talking to his granddaughter, Lara Eisenhower, about it. So um, perhaps for the audience's sake, you know, because, you know, we read about these things, but you actually know more about this because you've actually had contact with, with um, the person that we know from the movies as Thor. But I didn't even know he was a real person from a commander from Venus. So can you just introduce us to him, please? <laughs> yes, um, my, I, I, I had been asking my, my Thoran, my, my protector, to, um, to meet this person. And uh, <clears throat> he didn't know him personally. And uh, he said, yes, he's still alive. He's still on Venus and still involved in um, missions on Earth. But I don't know more. So he put a request uh, to, to try to, to contact him. He said, we'll see what happens. And two months later, um, because you know when these contacts happen, you just have to drop everything because that's happening now. He said, okay. Uh, he said, um, somebody got back to me and um, somebody you wanted to meet and he's okay for that. I went, oh my God. So that night I was um, taken on um, Thoran ship and... Um, and he was there, he was there, he was there. This man was there. I was very impressed. He was there with his brother, um, Don. Uh, I was very impressed um, because he's a legend. Val 
Commander Val Thor is a legend. And uh, so I had questions in in head, but I, I I didn't really prepare anything. And you know, when you 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 been beamed up, you don't take anything with you, no paper, nothing. I went, oh my god. Um, I was like hysterical um, and um, I need to calm down and Thoran was laughing. Uh, so we went to another room and um, we sat. He was, Valthor was, um, so he was uh, very calm and uh, he had a, he's, he's not the same race as Thoran, he's a Tal. Uh, it's um, very much like us. He looks like us. Uh, you couldn't uh, make the difference. Um, so we start we, we sat somewhere and um i start asking him questions and um he said that um he didn't he doesn't want to speak with humans uh he had his content uh 50 years ago and um uh, more than that uh 70 years ago wow um and um so, but he accepted because it was a request from Thorhan and uh, anyway, and um, so, and he knew I was um, doing what I do and writing books and stuff. So he, he said, okay, okay, let's do it. Um, so that's him who told me what I just told you uh, about Eisenhower and everything. So he met Eisenhower, he was a very good friend with him. And um, he he told me personal things about Dwight Eisenhower that I needed to contact his great-granddaughter to tell her. And she was nearly in tears when I told her because she could confirm everything. Um, Eisenhower had, <clears throat> Walter told me, told me, he had a love and admiration for children and especially for his grandchildren. And I didn't know that. Uh, of course, um, and because he had this love for children, he didn't want to sign with the Greys because of that, because he loves his grandchildren so much. He didn't want his grandchildren to grow up in a world where the Greys were there, uh, where our societies were infiltrated, where abductions were being um, done, and a world of war and and torture and, and pain. And so he didn't want this world for his grandchildren not to, 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 to grow up in this world and never would have his sign, never, never for this, never, ever. And Valthor told me that Eisenhower was a remarkable man, he said to me, remarkable, he used this word. Um, so, Oh, I was saying before, that's him who told this to me. And I was sat in front of him and suddenly I realized, I went, you know, this, the, ex, the ex, excitement just passed. I I went, oh, oh my God. Um, and there was the, the curvature of the earth in the in the in the window uh, on our, on my on our my 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 left. Uh, and the earth was beautiful and I could see a little bit of the curvature and it was very bright, blue blue and white, bright. And um, it was drawing very sharp shadows. Um, and I don't know, I, I had all the, 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 it's like if I was receiving all the soul of the, 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 the uh, collective consciousness and I don't know 
I suddenly I start to cry. And I broke in tears in front of him. And I said, please, tell us, tell, we need to know. We need to know where we are going. We need to have hope. We need signs because you say that we, we, we are going to be okay, that you look after us, but we need signs. We need to see sheep. We need to see evidences. We need to have hope. We need to believe. I remember I said that. We need to believe. Humans on earth, earthlings need to believe. And I was crying. And uh, I remember he put his hands on mine and he has a tremendous, powerful uh, aura. And he was so calm, the calm about him. And he said, don't worry. We will never let you down. We never have and we never will. And these words were carrying so much. They weren't only words. They were facts. They were promises. They were very powerful. He was telling me beyond words that the Galactic Federation had always been here to protect us and to take care of us. And he added something. He said, but you have the free will. And we cannot liberate a slave that holds on, who holds on to his chains. We cannot liberate a slave who holds on to his chains. So it is up to us to want to be liberated, to, to wake up first. And he has explained to me afterwards that they cannot save us directly because it will be interfering in our power of decision, in our growth. If they were to save us now and kill all the greys and reptilians, we wouldn't learn anything. Another uh, disaster would come upon us that we do it again. We learn the lesson. It's like homeworks and learning. They cannot do it for us. We need to do it ourselves. They are here to hold the space and avoid us to blow ourselves up. They have deactivated so many nuclear devices, harmful satellites. They do a lot of job, a lot of job. We, we don't know half of what they do, not even half, one percent. They are actually as well fighting alongside um, U.S. military and other countries in the undergrounds to liberate uh, the, the all the, the undergrounds, they are doing a lot of work. But the work of awakening, what they want from us is that we wake up, we stand up for our rights, we say no to totalitarian um, dictatorships, we say no to, to being manipulated, no to fear, and we stand up as free human beings sovereign beings and they wait for that that the whole humanity wakes up open their eyes so they are they are um clearing up the dark that they that the dark comes to the surface and is visible for us to see thorhan had told me uh, that is this sentence he said People need to see the face of their enemy and who are is their who, who 
are his allies. That's the only way people will wake up, most of the people. And we have a window of opportunity, which is 2017-2022. Um, we are in the middle of it. We still can do it. And they are very hopeful. And they are more hopeful than we are <laughs> because they've seen our future. They know where we are going, but we need to do it because we can still mess this up by just falling asleep and saying, okay, yes, uh, do that to me, you know, uh, just, uh, oh, I want to be a slave. I'm happy as a slave. I'm a happy slave, uh, you know. Um, we still, there's so many people still who, who are like this, like I'm a happy slave. And they, as Val Thor told me, you cannot liberate a slave who holds on to his chain. They cannot do it. The, the, the slave will go back to his, um, you know, his, his jail. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that was my, my, my story with him. Wow. Thanks. I mean, as Mitch says, one of our listeners, hi, Mitch, is saying the leaders do not own us physically or spiritually. And um, yeah, I yes. think we, if when we say that, then we're taking away, we're using our free will to not give our non consent. Yeah, they do not to, own to us. kind of the zombie society that was sort of just that, um, yeah. that some people want us to be headed to. Yes, yes, that's the the, the, the the greatest war of humanity for their freedom, for our freedom, and is the, the the ultimate moment. You know, um, if we don't do it now, uh, the window will close, and they will upstairs, as I call, they will have done all their best possible to 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 allow us to to uh, to evolve into our true heritage uh, what we normally should 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 where we should be when this window will close and if ever this doesn't work out and we are not we haven't waken up enough and the, the reptilians and greys have taken over this planet and the, the, this enslaved humanity there will be two options left. We won't be able to do anything. We'll be like, that's it. Uh, but then the Galactic Federation will have two options. Go away or start a war. And a war, I've been told, that's the last thing they want to do, start a war with two, the two most powerful empire in this galaxy, the Sikar Reptilian and the Orion Alliance, with the Earth as a battleground, that's going to be horrendous. So many people are going to die. They don't want to do that. They don't want to go to this. So they, they are really, really, really pushing us to wake up. You know, we need to wake up and stand for our rights. <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess also connecting, you know, like you, 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 you know, you've had regular contact with with the um, Pleiadian Syrians and whoever you want, who's, you know, the whole council that's helped you um, write in the book where you don't just write about your actual own story, but also about you catalogue the different um, galactics that are involved. Um, we are copying this to the Rainbow Crystal uh, Starseed groups. So if you, you know, have always felt that you belong from, from another system, you do and you're here. And um, Elena's book has um, lots of diagrams and illustrations that will help you connect in to your home team, the home base. And, um, you know, 
sort of, you know, once we're in contact, we don't feel alone and um, we can get that support and guidance. Yes, Just I as have Elena's right. done and Jeff has done. <laughs> Yes, I put. I, I have a reper, um, repertoire of all the, the the alien races involved with Earth, the good and the bad, and um, it's quite um, helpful for many people to 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 find about who ab who has abducted them, where they come from, and if they they feel they belong to somewhere else. What what the species? Mm. Uh, everyone is in it. So uh, all the, you you can see really every, every beings that are involved in abductions they are all in here and um that 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 I, i've been i have had an amazing feedback that uh, it's been useful for a lot of people to understand yeah about. so these way equally yeah yeah sorry and equally if you feel that you've been abducted i mean i think you you describe quite details the signs and symptoms so do you offer healings for people or um who you know you must have other, a lot of people who get in touch with you and say the same thing happened to them yeah so the 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 thing is i can recommend my, my book where everything all the data is in it uh i cannot heal um the the lady who did uh, who helped me with quantum hypnosis she's specialized um quantum life transformations.com she's um she she specializes in alien abductees and she in she she she's she's been helping a lot of people so i would recommend uh, uh, this person and she's uh, she's working online but anyway yeah um what i want to say there is something that um i can say that is helping everyone who has been with subject um to um, abductions Free will is the great law where they all go by free will. To dispossess you from your free will, from, from this power that just shuts them down, to dispossess you from it, they're going to use fear. When, so they're going to scare you. That's what the, the deep state is doing for, to the people as well at the moment. You, they scare you. So you you are not in total uh, possession of your common sense and reason. Uh, so you just like pray and you you just you don't know what to do, what to say, what to think. You're just petrified and you just you will you allow your aggressor to to do anything to you because you fear you fear and you it, it's it's a state a vibration that's very low. And it allows you to it allows them to to just take you but that that i'm talking about abductions like when they the grays for instance beam in your room or beam you up but that is um worth for many things that happening in, that are happening in the world as well you know so when gray aliens for instance because they're the most common appear in your bedroom for instance and they're going to take you um they are very scary looking that's true so that's one you're scared just that to see them and even to see a beam of light in your room it's already that's enough to to scare the the out of you um but uh so if you are prepared to this and you condition yourself 
can do meditation, you can condition yourself. Say, I'm not going to be afraid. Fear is not an option. You must not be afraid. And when they beam, when they arrive, when they come, because you cannot stop, if they want to come, they come. When they come, you stand up to them with no fear. And you speak very firmly. And you say, I do not consent. I am sovereign of myself. I speak for myself. I do not consent to be abducted. Go away. Get out of my house now. And you're very imperative. No fear. No anger because the anger is unsettling. You know, uh, anger is not a good feeling as well because it makes you weak. No fear, no anger, just firm, authoritarian, firm, like, and and they go. Most, I'd say 95% of the time, they go. It, people have, I've tried it, they do it, it works. Yeah, actually, that's, that's amazing, Elena. Thank you. Um, I'm just remembering when my kids were three, uh, three years old, they would, they were scared and because they weren't, couldn't reason and talk, I actually had to draw some cartoons for them where I drew the cartoon of them. And I didn't know of any of this. They, they, they said more it was wolves that they were scared of. And we didn't have any wolves in the stories, but I just drew pictures of them, cartoon pictures so, of them actually waking up, somebody being at the door and them just saying, no, go away. So I'm just getting the chills as you're saying it. Cause you know, for a kid, you know, once they see themselves, in a picture doing that, then they can do it. So yeah, um, yeah no, just adding no that way. to, if your kid's young and they're having issues, just draw it out for them so that they can identify with that. Yes, yes, yes. And, and request assistance as well. You can do that, you can request assistance. So you can request assistance, free will. Request assistance to the Galactic Federation of Worlds, request assistance to whom you feel can help you regarding to your belief. You can request assistance of Jesus, the angels, or whoever of your religion or, or belief. That works as well. But um, And at the moment, you invoke a real entity or something that exists. Uh, it can interfere uh, in, your, in, your, in your help. Uh, as well, what um, Val, Val Thor had told me as well, something I forget to tell, uh, relates to this. As we have free will, the Galactic Federation cannot intervene openly, uh, openly, uh, without our consent. Of course, we don't want to be a slave, but we need to formulate it, not begging on our knees. Please, superheroes, come to save us. No, that won't work because we still put ourselves as in the position of a slave, an inferior being, a requesting to superior beings. They don't want that. They, don't, they want us to grow up and stand on our feet and ask, request assistance, equal to equal. If we want human race from Earth, enter membership, to the, with the, to the Galactic Federation of Worlds, we need to be at their level. That starts by considering ourselves at this level, which we are, but we're just mind brainwashed, you know, 
we need to stand up and request assistance and they will be able to help more. They help already, of course, I told you they are already helping. Uh, they have made alliance with some governments already to, to work on the ground. They are watching uh, over our nuclear power plants and stuff like that. But they can do more if the whole humanity requests. So get out, look at the sky, stand on your feet and you say, in, on behalf of humanity, I am not a slave. We are not slaves anymore. We've never been slaved. And we request assistance equal to equal to our brothers and sisters. And this is not only going to allow them to help more, but it's going to help you to realize that you are this being powerful at the level of these these other beings because they are not super uh, that's something oh yes that's something that they, they, these these beings from the federation they, 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 they can't stand is that we on earth consider them as superior beings they are not they are people like us with different technology different culture they are born somewhere else, but they are people like us. We need to stop worshipping them. There are so many new age movements like uh, Ashtar and stuff like uh, worshipping them. We need to stop that. They're, it's not them, superior, beautiful galactic beings and us, poor Terrans, earthlings. No, we are all galactics. We are all beautiful. We are all the same family. We need to, to grow up now. And you know, if we don't know who we are, the greys and the reptilians who occupy this planet, they know, and they are the ones who fear us. We think we are the ones who fear them. <laughs> they fear us. They don't want us to wake up and rise vibration because they know if we rise our vibration, if we all wake up, they are gone. They are gone because we're more powerful than them. They know that. They don't want us to, 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 to wake up. That's why they lock us down in these low vibrations of fear. They lock us down. But we're awakening and it's in good process. Hey, um, I just want to take the conversation um, in another tangent and relates to your hypnosis. And of course, yeah. Julia does hypnosis as well. So in your hypnosis, it was actually unlocking aspects of your current life. And yet um, one actor can delve even further again into pre-existing lives, past and future. So the question is, um, those who are probably listening here have a, a heartbeat that sort of says to them, I don't know if I'm really supposed to be here, but at the same token, they are here and they've brought with them probably their wisdom, knowledge and understanding of how to, uh, once they're awake, to bring all that um, wisdom um, into humanity so that their internal light shines forth as opposed to competing against the darkness of fear. So those people who are listening, um, would you suggest... Um, a course of hypnosis uh, with someone who has that um, those attributes to nurse them through, if that's the right word to say, or 
take them on their hand and sort of take to their first day at school just to be there to unlock it and then go through that process of just bringing in all that knowledge because to be able to stand in your sovereignty and your truth would suggest you've already an advanced soul an old soul who's put the hand up for that away mission to come here to this planet and it reminds you of star trek you know the prime directive is not to interfere in a culture because of pre-existing problems where they've gone to a civilization to assist and it's created the you know the, the klingon war so to speak so um but listening to you and if we can unlock people where that principle if you took on the cross consciousness of saying where there's two or three gathered on there with our group that's watching and listening today and for replays why can't we all just collectively come together and put that request to say right um to the galactic federation or whatever principle you want to put forward i now invoke and ask to activate um the christ within ourselves to awaken this planet but more importantly become part of of the uh, but i would say we're just one voice in the choir now as opposed to being the center of the universe is that our request that we could actually now by watching and listening to the show step up and say excuse me i've had enough i want my free will my free will is um i want to become part of this collective federation and and um, we want guidance and direction please um up come front and center yeah Yes, absolutely. Uh, I wrote uh, something um, together with Thorhan, my, my protector, and uh, this is something that needs to come from your heart. But um, I wrote together with him uh, a, a request that uh, I'm going to read to you now, and uh, I'll, I can, if I can copy paste somewhere. But that's my words and Thorhan's words, but you can say it with your own heart and your your you know differently but i need um i put my 3d glasses <laughs> as i call it and i'm going to um just a minute um like i find him okay so uh this is um the text that i um I, I suggest to, to say on your feet as sovereign being, okay? So, I, sovereign, free human and spiritual being, standing as equal among the members of the galactic community, request of my own free will on behalf of the people of Terra, assistance to the Galactic Federation of Worlds, to expel malevolent and invasive extraterrestrial forces out of this world definitively, to end their occupation and liberate the people of Terra from slavery, that any previous agreement made with malevolent extraterrestrial forces in the past be rescinded, for by their own free will, the people of Terra are reclaiming back now their own planet. The people of Terra are reclaiming their rights and their sovereignty. The people of Terra make now agreement with the Galactic Federation of Worlds. May this be set in the infinity of the stars and the eternity of time. May peace and justice always prevail. 
So that's what I've written. And um, I could copy paste it here. I believe you can share it. You want the screen there, you can share, can't you? Uh, I just copy paste it here yeah. in the chat. Yeah. I don't know if you have it, so I don't know what you can do. Yeah, you should be able to call it. Yeah, well, that's, that's like a new independence declaration <laughs> but that, for you, our century, our generation. Yeah. I, I've written this with Thorhan, my, my protector from the Pleiades, and um, after having met Valthor. Um, so um, that, that's what I, I suggest. If, so um, here it is. And it's, please do not take it word for word. For word. Um, you were invited to put your own words, you know. They're already helping us. They already have made an alliance, the Earth Alliance, with some military factions to uh, fight uh, to clear up the, the undergrounds. They've liberated the moon recently from the greys. Um, they are fighting a lot, but um, not openly, not openly because humanity is not quite ready yet. But that's why you, we need to wake up and just, you know, um stop hiding ourselves like like this like there are extraterrestrials i mean the the experiencers like me there we are millions and people are always asking when will the fbi and cia will do disclosure <laughs> we are the disclosure Ask the people who've been abducted ask the the, the, the experiencers we know so much so it's people start to speak yeah. more and more, you know. Yeah. So yeah. thank you for sharing, you know, a very personal story. Um, and um, it, it, I know it must be really hard to talk about, you know, that situation, but you've learned so much from it and unlocked so much and um, giving us that um, not just the micro picture, but the macro, you know, you've stayed in there. So thank you very much. If people want to continue to follow you, you, you actually regular do, you regularly speak or do you have your own channel that people can follow? Yes, I have. Um, thank you. I have my YouTube channel, Elena Danan. Um, I have as well a website, elenadanan.org, O-R-G. Uh, on my YouTube channel, I put a lot of videos of the contacts I have with extraterrestrials, so I speak about it a lot. There are some channelings as well, uh, QA lives weekly, so people can ask me all sorts of questions live. Um, I try to help my best and lots of meditations uh, to help people find who they are. You need first to find who you are. And uh, we are all powerful, beautiful beings. Mm. Well, that's great. Thank you very much, Elena, for joining us. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get you on in again when <laughs> you get the green light <laughs> telling us we've been victorious, <laughs> standing up for ourselves and evoking our free will. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will come soon. <laughs> well, ending on a note of hope. Jeff, anything else you want to say to Elena or the, our beautiful audience that's been listening to us? Um, how many members of the MJ12 are still alive or is it their offspring that are still representing the MJ12? Uh, probably, probably. I don't know. I do not know too, a lot about this now, mm. but probably, yeah. I also understand in the, from the stars you've got maps of um, underground bases and so forth, haven't you? 
Yeah, uh, I don't have a map, but I have a lot of information uh, about the, the underground bases with lots of names where they are. Uh, to go back to the MG12, uh, I've been told that uh, it's the, the organization is still active, but it's named differently now. I don't know what is name, but uh -huh. it's still still going on. Um, and yes, I have been given names, a lot of names of underground military bases with uh, extraterrestrial facilities, a lot. So um, it's in my book, yeah. And I've been, yeah, and this map of the stars as well, uh, which is quite uh, mm. useful. Yeah. All right, I appreciate that. Lovely, lovely. Um, where's that little thing I had there? Um, just a moment, just pull it up. There you go. <clears throat> Our um, good friend Elena's. Um, now was it half past twenty past one in the morning in Ireland? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you obviously operate on South Southern Hemisphere time, but um, it's been fantastic of you to to stay up and to um, share that, and it was so coherent. And um, we apologise for the beginning there with Julie um, just going offline there on sort of um, breakdown on the internet there maybe some interference but we certainly got the show up and running and um, it's been fantastic and I can only voice what Julia said we'd like to have you back on It'd be fantastic my pleasure my pleasure mm. thank you all right uh, call it a quits thank you very much for watching folks <laughs>